Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Well, before we receive our testimonies, I want us to do something very special. I want us to just stand to your feet, please. Just thank God for these seven years. And thank God for Bishop Larry, Lady Pastor Angela. Thank God for their lives. Just thank God. This is just a brief insertion, but I want us as a church to lift our voice and just thank God for the work that has been done, what he has blessed us with, the vessels he has used, thank God for their lives. Just lift up your voice wherever you are and just say thank you. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. Thanks a million for sending a man in these years to build, to use, to build your kingdom, to build up your people, to raise up pastors, to raise up people to stand and to build with. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for the grace that you gave them these seven years. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So wherever you are, lift your voice. I want to hear the church giving thanks for what we have been blessed with. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his service. Thank you for his dedication. Thank you for his commitment. Thank you for his hard work. Thank you for his resilience. Thank you that he never gave up. Thank you that he never gave up. Thank you even for his challenges. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We bless you. This couldn't be possible except by you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together. Welcome Zama to take us through the testimonies. You may be seated, please. Wow. As we continue to just give thanks and glory to what God has done in our lives. I'd like us to just give a big round of applause as Sister Joelle comes up to share her testimony of how God has come through in her life. Um, good morning, everyone. My voice, I'm so sorry. Um, all right, so my name is Joelle, and I'm the chief elder on UKZN campus. Okay, I don't know, uh, but I'm sure many of you remember the communion service where Bishop Dag said we should lift up our phones. And throughout the service, we had our phones in the air, and he said, on this phone, you will receive good news. You will receive miracle money. So I'm here this morning to share my testimony on my miracle money. So a few weeks ago, I shared a testimony on how I got a job that I didn't qualify for. 
And then because I was less qualified for that position, they said that they would not be able to pay me at the level that the position was advertised for, but they'll pay me at the level of my qualification. So I said, oh, it's fine. I mean, it's better than nothing. And then on payday, I didn't even bother to check my phone because I, was expect I knew what I was expecting. So I didn't even bother to check my phone. And then later on, I was sitting um, in the hospital waiting room and I took out my phone to pay my tithe. So I logged onto my banking app. And when I saw the amount, I almost fell off my chair because the amount that was appearing on my banking app was double what we had agreed upon that they would pay me. And it was even, it was even higher than the salary that is set for that particular position. So I've received my miracle money and I just want to give glory to God. Wow. Let's welcome Brother Ray as he comes up to share his testimony as well. Brother Ray. Amen. Yes, um, I want to testify. Amen. <laughs> yes, about the how the Holy Ghost prevent. My name is Reverend Ray from Woodlands. <laughs> yes, um, the Bible says, and you overcome them by the uh, what? Oh, by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimonies. I want to testify about how the Holy Ghost prevented things from breaking into my car. A couple of years ago, I parked my car right by, in front of um, Doobie House. So I went to see someone. When I came down, when I inserted the key into the lock, I realized the key was not going through. So I tried to find out. When I checked, there was something inside my lock. So when I realized that they've been trying, there's something inside the lock, so I tried to find out what it is. Later when I found out, it's like they tried to put the key there to break into the car. But when they're doing it, they couldn't, uh, they weren't successful because of the Holy Ghost. So when I found out, I called the locksmith to come. When they came, they took a long key like this from the lock. So I want to testify and thank the Lord for preventing things from breaking into my car. Amen. Amen. Let's continue with our hand clap as our last person comes, um, Brother Ayanda from Woodlands, as he comes to share his testimony. Continue clapping your hands and encourage him to come up. I trace you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, my name is Ayanda from Woodlands Plans. I just thank God for uh, changing the supports in my life. Uh, this was last year when uh, all the school that I to is Woodlands Secondary. This was last year when I got into a big fight in school. So the more fights. So uh, in his fights, we fought to some boys and he closed the road in service and so when we were fighting. As we were fighting, I was holding um, a hammer. I broke a windscreen of one car, and I hit one boy barely that he went to hospital. Uh, 
then after the day, we were charged. So we had to go to court. But for the grace of God, we won the case, the forgiveness, just withdraw. And I almost got expelled from school just because of that day. And, uh, and this only happened because I got mixed up in the wrong town in school. And I saw myself as a we were like the cool two in school. Everyone knew us and stuff. You know. And since since I came to this church, my life is changing. I just think all the changes to happen. Uh, now I don't talk with them, like just connecting with them now. Every time I see them in the corridors in school, I'm like face the other way in the corridor, their way too. And they ask me lately, what's wrong with you? Why you don't sit with us anymore? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like God is in control now. Thank you. Glory be to God. Let's continue clapping our hands as Sister Madeline comes up to minister in song to God. Amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Shall teach us. 
says it shall come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the Lord shall be established upon the mountains of the world. God is going to lift up this church and place it upon the mountains of this city and many shall flow into it. I said many shall flow into it. Lift up your hands and just thank God for the flow that is coming. The flow that is coming. Many, many people will flow into the church. Many people will flow into the church. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Thanks a million for how far you have brought us. And thanks for what you are about to do. We give you glory. We give you praise. Lord, we humble ourselves before you. Speak your word into our hearts, Lord. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. The mighty, mighty Holy Spirit. Let him speak your oracles in the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name. I speak faith into this place. Let miracles, signs, and wonders take place as we share your word. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together and you may be seated. Wow, beautiful. It's good to see the church full. May the church always be full. Amen. Wonderful. We also, one more time, want to just appreciate the good work that Bishop Larry has done over the years. Put your hands together for him. Put your hands together for him. As a church, we should never forget what Bishop Larry has done in this place. Amen. Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what will the righteous do? So without a foundation or without a good foundation, we are going nowhere to happen. Amen. And a foundation has been built and you and I do not want to destroy it. Let me hear a good amen from the church. Wonderful. Well, just for a few minutes which have been which has been allocated to me, 
want to share with you the word of God. Amen. How many minutes do I have? 40. Wow. What a shock. It's good. 42 is good because there's not much to say but to give thanks to God. Amen. Well, I want to read from the Bible, if you don't mind, from the Bible to you. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We want to read from there. The Bible says that to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to pull down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to gather up stones. You look too tense. Why? What's the problem? Is it because you are sitting next to He looks afraid. It's like he's afraid for me that I'll forget the scriptures. It's on the screen. If I forget, you use the screen. Don't worry. Relax. Okay. Tell him to relax. A time to, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rent and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate. And then what? A time to what? A time of war and a time of peace. Verse 9 is the scripture we are looking for. To what profit hath he that worketh in that in wherein? In that wherein he laboreth, what does it profit him? I have, and he says that I have seen the travail that God has given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. But God makes all things beautiful in his time. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the word of God. Don't let this guy sit here again. He's putting me under. He's afraid for me. Suddenly, he's made me afraid for myself. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Just relax, okay? (laughs) Relax. It's just, it's Sunday. It's not Monday. Hallelujah. Now, this beautiful scripture we have just read, the Bible says that for everything under heaven, there is a season and a time for it. Hallelujah. So life is made up of times and seasons. And as a Christian, it's important to know what season you are in in your life. Amen. This is just by way of introduction. All right. And as a church, we have come to a perfect end of one season. Seven years. God used six days to create the earth and on the seventh he rested seventh seven is the number of perfection when it comes to god amen and eight is the number of new beginnings hallelujah so as a church we've come to a perfect end of a season of the life of the church which you and i can call 
the foundational season of the church. And God has built with, 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 with Bishop Larry a perfect foundation. Hallelujah. That's why we have what we have now. I know churches that have been around for 15 years and they are still intense. Yeah, they are still intense. Like Abraham's church. He was just, the Bible says, Abraham was moving around, dwelling in tents. So they are still dwelling in tents. Hallelujah. And moving around. Do you see it? John the Baptist also planted a church. He put the church by a river. Church by the river. Every day you come to church, you will go and swim. So if you don't know how to swim, you can't be in that church. So it's clear that there were not a lot of black people in John the Baptist church. Also, it's obvious that Jesus wasn't black. Because, I mean, a church in a river. No, no, no. I call that. Yeah, so, what was I saying? We have, God has built a foundation. And we are entering into a new season. Amen. And this is the season of building upon the foundation. Hallelujah. Amen. So in this scripture, Solomon shares with us a set of 14 different types of seasons that exist on this earth. Hallelujah. He says, a time to be born and a time to die. You can't, a season is a favorable time. It's a time that something happens. When is the season, when is winter, you can't pray winter away. Now you can't pray that winter should disappear. It is winter and we must be cold. That's it. Verse 3 says, a time to pull down and a time to build. As a church, we are in a season of building. Building. The foundation has, built, has been built. Now we need to build the walls and make the church go up. Amen. The foundation is usually the face of the church that you do not see. It always goes under. Now it's time to build the part of the church that will be seen. This church will become an icon in the city. Yeah, people will begin to see it. It's now time for you to start getting all your nice clothes. Because it's time for us to be seen. Very soon we'll start recording our services. We'll not only be taking still pictures, but we'll start recording. And the next time you see, they are playing you live on Facebook. Which means, ladies, when you come to church, please put on some makeup. You never know. You never know. I say you never, you never know. Yeah. You don't know who will see you or who will be watching from somewhere. And we'll say, I saw a certain girl. The way she was smiling. My God. My God. My God. My God. Judges says, Bible says, and Samson went to Timnan and saw a Timnan lady. And he said to his parents, go get her to be a wife to me. So somebody might just see you on the video. And say, my, 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 my. Hallelujah. 
Now in verse 9, he says that to what profit had he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? So he said, if God has put everything in seasons, the one who is laboring, how does it profit him? Because it's almost as though until you are in the season for something, no matter how hard you work, you will not really make much. So he asks an important question there. Then he, he even goes on further. He said, I have seen the travail or the toil, the sweat that God has given to the sons of men that they should exercise in it. It's like God has given people sweat. It's like toil under the heaven. Then he says, God himself makes all things beautiful in his time. We must learn to find God's time. Basically, all he was saying was that understand the seasons. If you are a young man and you are in a season which you must marry, you must marry. If you don't marry, you cause a mess. If you are in, you are a young lady and you are a season, you are in a season where you must accept somebody's proposal, so that the person will marry you. You must accept at that season. Because if you don't, and the season passes, you will still be beautiful, but nobody will offer to marry you. Yeah. No, I'm as serious as Monday morning. You will still be beautiful. You wear all the makeup. You look nice. Wear all the hair. Brazilian hair, Ethiopian hair, any type of hair. But all the brothers will do is say, wow, you look you look suave, girl. But after that, they go on with their life. The children will say, oh, that's the nice auntie over there. And when children start calling you auntie, instead of missus, it's a wrong signal. Yeah. Yeah. May we find our season and may we go in it. As a church, like I said, we are in a season of building. A season of building. And we want to take advantage of it. In, in, in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 16, which is the main scripture for today's discussion. In Matthew chapter 16, the Bible says Jesus returned to Philippi, Caesarea, Philippi. And he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they said unto him, some say you are Elias. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elias. And others say you are Jeremiah. We are mentioning names that rhyme. Elias, Jeremiah. Do you get it? He said, if some of them say you are John the Baptist. Meanwhile, John the Baptist was still moving around. <laughs> then Jesus said to them, who do you say that the son of man is? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So Jesus had a service. He wanted to find out the level at which his members were at. So he asked them a very important question. 
do you know who I am? First he said, he asked them, what are the people saying about me? And they said it to him. Then he asked them, do you know who I am? Then Peter said to him, you are, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah we have been expecting. You are the son of God. Then he turned to Peter and he said, Tyler, son of Jonas, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Then he said again unto him, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, For you to be able to know that I am the Christ, it means you have realized the season in which we are in. He said, you can't even know it naturally. It has to be supernatural. So he said, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. But my father who is in heaven. Now when Jesus realized that Peter, of all the twelve, Bartholomew, Matthew, all of them were sitting there. Thomas, Judas. Then the other Judas. Jesus had two Judas. Only one betrayed him. So when they mentioned the other Judas, they said, and Judas, who is not Iscariot, just to make sure that you know who they are talking about. All of them were sitting there. He asked them, who do you say I am? They were all looking at him. But then Peter got up and said, you are the Christ. As soon as Jesus realized that Peter had that revelation, that Christ was with them. That he understood the time that they were in. He said, on you, upon you, I'll build my church. He's, he immediately knew, I found somebody I can build a church with. Because without that revelation, you can, you will just be doodling and daddling in the church. Without a certain revelation that the church is supposed to be built... All you'll be doing is coming to church clubs. So that was a nice dance. I mean, the pathfinders, the children, they dance very, I mean, not to take anything away from the Genesis um, to John people, but I mean, the, 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 the pathfinders, they dance very, very well. That's all you will remember after the service. And so, there was a certain, that some people, they dance, then some other people, then some children also dance. Uh-huh, that's it. Then a guy came to Rap. Yeah. That's, that's all you will remember. Then there was a poem. Even if you remember the poem. Because the poem you have to be spiritual to remember. The poem, by the time you start listening, the poem is over. Hey. Yes. But Peter's eyes were open. And he understood. We are living, you see, why do I know that he understood the seasons? The children of Israel had been waiting for the Messiah to come for years. Since they came from Egypt, that's all they've been waiting for, for the Messiah to come. So as they were there, it was the, it's like the way we wait for Christmas. It's like the main event that was going to happen. They were waiting for the Messiah. And the Messiah had been with them over 30 years. And they were still waiting. They didn't know. But that day, Peter got the revelation. And he said, actually, this is the season that the Messiah has come. As soon as he got, Jesus said, you are Peter. Upon this rock, I will build my church. 
Now, Jesus told Peter something very important. He said that being Peter or having this revelation is not good enough. You need something extra. That thing that you need is that you must be a rock. We don't just build with anybody. We build on a rock. On a rock. On a rock. You don't build on anything. On a rock. Church of God, we, our dream as a church is to have 1,000 members. But to build 1,000 members, we need a foundation that is a rock. Rock solid. Not anything at all. A rock. So Jesus said, upon this rock, not upon this wood, or upon this sand, but upon this rock. Upon this rock. Then I'll build my church. Once I find a rock, I'll build my church. My prayer is that you will be that rock upon which God will build. It was just a short sermon by two o'clock. I'll be done. What then is a rock? What then is a rock? Now, I just want to say this, and to say this, I think I need all the authority available to me. So I want to come on the stage and stand behind the pulpit. Okay. A rock is not a stone. I say it again. A rock. It's not a stone. It's only in South Africa that I found out that when they, somebody throws a stone, they say he threw a rock. No, you can't throw a rock. Whoever, look, whoever taught us that, may the Lord forgive him. But a rock is not a stone. Please bring me a stone from outside, please, quickly. A rock is not a stone. A stone is a stone. That's when Jesus was there to talk about stone. He said, the stone that the builders rejected, any of them, has become the head corner stone. A head corner stone. This is even bringing the big one. The head corner stone is like the stone that they put on the apex of the building when they finish it. Do you get it? This is a brick. It's not even a rock. You, you, we listen to them say they were throwing rocks. They don't throw rocks. You can't, you can't even carry it to throw it. I'll show you from the Bible. You wait. Today is Sunday. Do you see? When Jesus was talking about a stone, he used stone and head corner stone. That one, they take it and they put it to show that they have finished the building. Yeah. But a rock... A rock is what the, the big ones you see, like mountains. Those are rocks. Yeah, they are they're big. You can't move it. A rock is usually big. Please. You see, you see that it's not a rock because we can't, and then he can't cut a slim, if not clawed, even a slim guy like that. Cut it. A rock is usually big, a rock is strong. A rock is always around. You can't move it. Are you always around? I said, are you always around? You know, when we are driving to Deb and we see some rocks, they are always there. 
whether we are going in the night, whether we are going in the day, whether we are driving in the afternoon, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, they are always there. They don't change places. So if you will be that rock, what it means is that you will always be around. If you are that rock that we are going to build on, then you will always be around. You will, you, you will not be shaking because the weather is cold. You will, not, you will not be moved because it's in the night. Recently, we were coming from Deban in the night. As we were coming, I thought the rocks would not be around. Yeah, I thought that they would say, oh, it's late, so we have gone home. No. Or it's, it was even raining. The rocks were there. They were there faithfully. They go nowhere. Even when it's foggy, they are there. Are you that member who's always there? Then we can say, Thou art Joe, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Upon this rock. Upon this rock. I'll build my church. Upon this rock. I'll build my church. Matthew 7. I close with this one. Your O is too low. Matthew 7, Jesus gives us a revelation of a rock. What it is. Matthew 7, verse 24, he says, Anyone that heareth my words and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house on a rock. So immediately, Jesus tells us, when you are building, if you are wise, you build your house on a rock. You don't just build your house because after this we will see a foolish man who also built. He says, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Then he goes forward in the next verse to explain. He says, and the rains descended. Number one. And the floods came. Number two. And the winds blew. Number three. But the house that was built upon the rock, it was still standing there. It didn't fall. The house, it could not pull the house down. It was solid. It was solid. Look, a rock withstands all the things that happens around it. Yeah, it withstands it. It withstands the natural elements, the rains, the floods, the winds, even the sun. It withstands it. For you to be the one we are going to build with, you have to be able to withstand many things. These seven years that Bishop Larry has been here, he has stood against many things. Many things have come against him. The, the, the stories are endless. So, hey, Rev, how do you know you were not here? Bishop Larry has been my friend since we were in the university. I knew him before you knew him. Yeah, seriously. I mean, see, seriously with a capital C. I knew him before you knew him. Yeah. Believe me, it's true. No, did you know him when he was in the university? Uh-huh. So, 
he, he has had to withstand many things. We have had different meetings where issues, your issues, the issues that you have caused, have come up. Some of the issues are from the church members. Even right now as I'm speaking, we are going through a very turbulent time. You just don't know about it. Yeah. We are, even this morning, we have a heated discussion. Not that we were fighting, like we were having a discussion. I was downstairs in the office. Pastor, you come to church very late. I come to church before most of you. Yeah, no, let me just get that one out of the way. Let's be serious. I was, I was having a conversation with him downstairs. He did. Oh, I'll even finish before your time. Don't worry. He did. I'm telling you. Let's do this. No, let's remove this. Okay, how about this? Okay, please. He did. Then I come in with my makeup on. God is right. No, because they put their makeup there, so there's a smile. So even if I'm, I'm angry at the back, the makeup is set for smile. So you see me smiling, but behind the smile, hey. Yeah, I, I always, my wife makes it, does the makeup, and he, she puts the smile mode. Yeah, so when I come, I'm smiling, but the inner man is not smiling. <laughs> Hallelujah. He has, he, he has survived heated issues and circumstances to build a foundation. For us to build on further, we also have to withstand things. We have to survive things. There may be times that you come to check that the message will be so hot, you feel so uncomfortable. Hey, it's so hot that you want to remove your shirt. I mean, it's so hot. The chair is so hot. When you stand, the pastor says, sit down, everybody. You are disturbing the service. Hey! But you have to survive it. You have to even survive when you make a mistake. When you make a mistake. I made a mistake from this church before. There was someone that will be criticizing me. They will be laughing at me. They will be talking about me. I can't come to church anymore. Look, church doesn't work like that. In spite of your mistake, you come, you sit down, and we grow together. You even have to survive when your pastor makes a mistake. One of the most surprising things about church members is that they make a mistake. And pastor comes to help them through their mistakes. I mean, if you look at this man, I've turned him into a nice gentleman. Turn around, let them look at him. Nice gentleman. No, he has a beloved already, okay, so please. Yeah, I remember him just a few months ago, like a thief. But I mean, I remember him. Yeah, but look at him, nice. Nice gentleman. Sit down, sit down, sit down in English. They can make a mistake. Pastor will come and help them through their mistakes. And sometimes even their mistake is so grievous. Even sometimes the church member's mistake by pastor standing by them makes pastor look like a bad person. 
It's like pastor likes fornication. Yeah, because you have gone to fornicate. Yeah, you're fornicated in, I mean. Now pastor is standing by you trying to make sure that you survive. Then people associate pastor with your with your thing. Look, me, I've been accused before one day. I had a church member. I think she went to get pregnant somewhere. And I mean, she's my church. I used to pick her to church every Tuesday. So even when she went to get pregnant, I used to go and pick her. So, then one day, an old man who lives next door to them said to her that, you know, this girl, her mother was in church and she was also in church. Do you see it? And then the, 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 the man said to her that, you see, I think I, I traveled. I traveled for like two weeks. So two Tuesdays, I didn't come to pick her to church. Then the old man said to you, see that your boyfriend has stopped coming here. Since he made you pregnant. He has stopped coming here. Only two weeks that I didn't come. He said it on Monday. Tuesday then I arrived. I came. I came. I arrived that Monday, so Tuesday I came to pick it. The man was there. So as we were going, the man was looking at me, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. So as we were driving, then she told me the story. I said, oh, really? But I just continued my life. <laughs> then later, the man said, okay, now I see. The pastor has impregnated the mother their daughter. <laughs> oh God! It's like the whole family. I mean, like that. Wow! The mother's boyfriend has impregnated the daughter. Yeah. Now I'm talking about church members and their pastor. Look, but after you have survived your issue. If pastor makes a mistake, he makes a mistake to make a mistake. Church member gets an abomination. How can a pastor make a mistake? Meanwhile, when you made a mistake, I was there. I, look, one day I went to Wuwet. Let me tell you the story. It's not me. They are making me tell stories. One day I went to Woolworth. I went to buy something there. When I was coming there, then I met a church member. So we were talking. Please come and be my church. Genesis to Revelation. So we were talking. Oh, how's, how's your mother? How is school? So I was carrying my thing. Please give me something to carry. You to carry something. Give her a bag. Yes. No, I, yes. I, this one looks like something that a man can have. So, as we were going out, when we went through the door, the entrance, 
Then suddenly, so I mean, I didn't mind. So I was still walking. Let's go. I was still going. Then the security man came to call us. I said, what's happening? So no, come, come. So we went. Then they let us pass through the thing again. When we passed, I said, hey. So then we came. Then they collected my things. I was bored like Friday. They look at the things. Look at the receipt. So I, 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 I was getting ready to blast them. Because I knew I bought my things. Please, your thing, as we hold it, it's becoming something else. Let me put it down before, after church, you say that I've bought it. <laughs> then, they open. Please don't open ladies' bag in public. You never know. So then they opened their bag. And they started to check. Look. Everything that they sell in the shop was in the bag. Even a BMW, it was inside the bag. Hey! You have not seen some before. Things in the bag. Small bag, they just take it out. It's, it was like magic. It's like abracadabra. Beam, lala, beam. Then they take it out. Boom! Hey! Not knowing this girl, what she does in her spare time was that she lifts shops. Yeah. She lifts the shop up. She had everything. Please smile so that. Take a picture of us. Remove your hand from there. Yeah, smile so that. And when you put it on Facebook, put the window under. was in the back. They were shocked. Things from Foshini, from here. We were at Uwetu. Different places. And they arrested. I mean, we were, we were there. Like, this is the lifter, and I'm the accomplice. And we were there. Look, I look at this church member. I say, Hey, this girl, you want to even ruin my ministry? Yeah, you want to ruin my ministry? Because imagine there's a newspaper around. They say, Pastor caught shoplifting. At the same time that they were talking to us, my wife called her, that same church member. Her phone rang, which I believe was hers. When she picked it up, it was my wife. <laughs> so she talked to my wife. When she finished, she didn't tell my wife that she was with me. We have been arrested. <laughs> yeah. So after a while, I said, oh, okay, is this the case? So what are they going to do? I mean, I had to be there and sort out her case. And after that, I mean, I pleaded for her so they don't, they don't take her in. And I gave her a lift home to her house, not 
Yeah. <laughs> if I had by mistake, thank you very much. If by mistake, as I'm buying the things, maybe a handkerchief had joined my things, you will see where the church member will take the pastor. I saw him. I was with him. He went to steal at who? He, it's, a, it's one of the surprises I have. Yeah. But anyway, back to what I was saying. A rock, you have to survive many things. You have to even survive growing old. Yeah, some of us can be cut off from building a church by just getting a job. I just get it. It's like, now nah, I got a job. Before, look, I was very serious in the church because at that time I was unemployed. Now I'm working. Look, pastor, let's be serious. Let, let's be serious. I'm very busy. I'm working. I'm working. Now, a rock is always there. May you always be there. May you always be there. Bible says he continues. says, but he does hear my word and does not do it. Do it. I'll like him unto a foolish man who built his house on a sand. And the rain descended. And the floods came. And the wind blew. And the ruin of that house was beyond repairs. The house was damaged because it was built on sand. If we are sand, this house will be damaged. That's why I'm fighting and forcing that we will have the characteristics of a rock. So that when, as for pressure, it comes everywhere. It's not because you are engaged with God. That's why you come under pressure. Many people are deceived that, oh, you know, when I, was, when I wasn't serious with God, I could do anything that I could do. I didn't have problems. I didn't have issues. I didn't have financial problems. Yes, you didn't have financial problems because you were engaged with a certain married man who was paying your bills. That's why you didn't have financial problems. Yeah, but if you were living a correct life, you will face the same issues. Same issues. When you go to school, Christians and non-Christians, they write the same exams. Same exams. Same exams. See, pressure there is there all the time. But all the pressures you go through, God expects you to stand rock solid so that he can build his church on you. So after Jesus said to Peter upon this rock, I will build my church. Verse 90, he says, and I will give you. I finish with this one. He says, because I'm going to use you to build my church, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. He said, because you are going to make yourself available to be used to build the church, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Then he explained what the keys will do. He says, whatsoever you will bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. From today, your words are going to be powerful. I said from today, your words are going to be powerful. This scripture means whatsoever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. He said, whatsoever you restrict on earth shall be restricted in heaven. Whatsoever you bound on, bind on this earth shall be bound on in heaven. And whatsoever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, because that you are going to be that rock, I'll give you the keys. I'll give you the keys. Imagine that you walk out of this church after church. I saw a very nice Mercedes down there. And you get there and the owner says, take the keys of this Mercedes. 
You need it to be your life and still. In the kingdom of God also, there are keys. And those keys are reserved for those who build the kingdom. 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 Hey, pastor, so what, what can I do to build the kingdom? Just be part of the church. And be part of the things that are happening in the church. You see people dancing. If you can dance, join the dancers. I can do so many things. Dancing is not one of them. No, there are many things I can do. You can ask my wife. There are so many things I can do. But dancing is not one of them. No, 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 no. no. Dance. Nice. When you see me dancing, it means that I'm not aware of myself. No, when, when I'm dancing and I'm getting it right. You see, like when they make their moves and I'm getting it right. It means that I'm not aware of what I'm doing. As soon as I become conscious of what I'm doing, I, I start getting it wrong. I just get it wrong. So, maybe you can dance. They are dancing. It's not enough to sit there to clap. Join them. It's part of building the church. Join them to dance. Maybe you can sing. Singing too, I don't, I mean, I only sing when I feel the anointing around me. If I don't feel anointed, I never sing. Never. I just employ other people. You do the singing. We will follow as we are going. You can sing. Join the singers. Because anything you, there are so many things we do in the church you have no idea. Just make yourself available. Sometimes even we are not doing it. But your presence will make us do it. There are people who come here every Saturday afternoon to work with their children. Yeah, it's all part of building the church. They come here every Saturday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 4, 5 to work with their children, teach them, prepare them for dancing. Prepare. It's all part of building the church. There are people who go from hostel to hostel trying to win souls and bring them to church. It's part of building the church. Join it. Join it. Join it. Right now as we are here, there are people downstairs looking after our children. Yeah, that's why you don't have children running out. What you would have had will be like either a circus or a crash. Children will be running all over the place. All over the place. But there are some people who have dedicated themselves that we will look after the children and we will teach them something. You see, a child who's always crying at home, after they've come to church, they've gone home. You see them saying something from the Bible. One day I sent my children to crash to church, Sunday school. When they came, I asked them, what did they teach you today? This is my last story for today. What did they teach you today? They said, they taught us about the ark. I said, wow. So I asked them, who built the ark? Their Sunday school teacher was called Auntie Busi. So I asked them, who built the ark? And they told me, Auntie Busi built the ark. Yeah, they told me. I mean, they were very little, tiny. They said, Auntie Busi built the ark. Yeah, yeah, they said, Auntie... So I called Auntie Busi. I said, Auntie Busi, I hear you were teaching about the ark. She said, yes. And I said, why did you teach my children that you built the ark? 
I asked her first, who built the ark? She said, Noah. So I asked her, but why did you tell my children that you built the ark? She said, I didn't tell them that. But at least my children knew that there was an ark in the Bible and somebody built it. Yeah, so then, so I told them, no, Auntie Busi didn't build it. They said, no, 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 Auntie Busi. Ah, we were there when Auntie Busi built the ark. We were there. You are now hearing it for the first time. But we were there when Auntie Busi built the ark. Yeah. At least they knew that there was a famous ark. In the Bible, there was a famous flood in the Bible. Why? Because somebody dedicated their time to look after the children. May you become one of the people that God will use to build the church of God. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer, please. Lift your hands and dedicate yourself to God as one of the people that God is going to use to build this church to build this church build this church ask God to use you to build as he's building his church say Lord use me use me use me if you can use anything Lord use me use me use me use me use me oh Lord use me oh Lord Use me, O oh Lord. Let it be your prayer. Use me, O oh Lord. Use me as you build your church. If you can use, use me, Lord. 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 Use me, O oh Lord. Use me, O oh God. I don't even know what I can do, but I surrender myself to you. Use me, Lord. Use me. There are some of you here, you don't even know what you can do in the church. But give yourself to Christ. He will use you. He will use you. I'm sure Peter also didn't know what he could be used for. But God used him. God used him. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Lift your hands, let's sing it to God. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use. Let's sing it one more time. If you can use anything, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord. Lord, speak to me. If you 
Let us pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for every hand lifted up today. We lift our hands in surrender to you. Saying, Lord, you have built this church thus far. Use us to build even further. Use each and every one of us. Use our time. Use our moment. Use our talents. Use our gifts. Use our resources. Use our intelligence. Use our personalities. Use our presence to build your church. To build your church. Anything you want us to do, anything you would that we do, have us do it. We yield to you. We yield. We surrender to you. Use us. Use us. Use us. Use us. Use us, Jesus. Use us to your glory. I pray for every hand that is lifted up. Give us the grace. Give us the strength. Give us the confidence. Give us the courage. The boldness. To do something for you. As we do it, bless us. Anyone who is part of building God's house. Bless Lord. Bless Lord. Solve problems that we cannot solve in our lives. Cover our defenseless heads, Lord. Cover our blind spots, Lord. Look after our children. Let them be good children, Lord. Places that we are failing, stretch your hand into that area. And solve problems. Solve problems. Solve problems, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name. As we avail ourselves to you, Lord. Let it be well with us. Let it be well with us. Let it be well with us. Prosper us, Lord. Prosper us, Lord. Prosper us, Lord. As Nehemiah said, the God of heaven, he will prosper you and I. As we arise and as we build. Prosper us.
Loudest amen. amen. The louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Amen. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Maybe somebody invited you, but you want to welcome Jesus into your heart. I want to pray for you quickly as we bring the service to a close. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray for you. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. If you are here like that, please lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. The journey with the Lord begins with you welcoming Jesus into your heart. Lift up your right hand. I want to, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe with all my heart that you came to die for me and you rose again. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying to save me. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Pritchard Street, Peter Maritzburg or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.